All right, everybody. Welcome to a new show of The Heel Heat. Today, we're going to do the NXT uh, Stand and Deliver Night 1 predictions, which yours truly, you have the reigning, defending, undisputed Jaquan. And then you have wait, the wait, Super Wait, C- wait, 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 wait. Before <laughs> you finish, if you're going to introduce me, you have to introduce me the right way. Oh, like oh, Heeman, oh. I am the reigning, defending, undisputed, <laughs> runaway, Pickham's champion. Hey, 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 it's not runaway. Two it's, years it's, running, it's not... <laughs> undeclared, uncrowned, wrongfully withheld champion. Wow. That, that, that's a lot Proceed, right now. Sir. <laughs> so Proceed, I, sir. I see what we're going to need to do is we're going to have to send Zia Lee to his house with that sword. In the words of Shannon Sharp, that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. I ain't got no problem. Send Zaya. Ain't no, no problem with me, sir. And we got your no, super... He, 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 whatsoever. You're super saying God Benny over here. <laughs> and me, Paulinho. What's that? Getting followed by Mr. X, but he, he don't want no smoke. He's he just standing want, in the back watching. You don't want that smoke? No. Nah. He's just observing? Yep. And I'm Paulinho. <laughs> and I'm Paulinho over here. All right, everybody. We got a, a two-night event. This is the first night of NXT TakeOver Standing Deliver. This is... I, I'm looking at both cards, even though we're talking about night one, and I'm just like, can you actually put a card of two nights where you want to see both nights? You can't be like, I, I could pass up on this one. I'll see one match and that's it. No. Like, NXT pretty much put two-night show and I really want to watch both nights. Stacked. Yes. Stacked. Yeah. Both and you nights know what's crazy? crazy? I, have, I have some bad news about this one. <laughs> and the bad news is the fact that because of what I hear, night one is going to be on USA. I was just going to say that. Night two is actually going to be on Peacock. Right. So the yep. bad news that I have is I'm going to be at work both days. I'm gonna miss out on all of this and I am highly upset. I don't, I don't know. Do you have Hulu? I don't know if it's gonna be on Hulu. No, but I I do have the Peacock app, so I can at least listen to the second night. But I'm not gonna be able to watch. Mm. Well, it might be available on Peacock as well, though. Oh, well, I think out. I think I think I think night two is, is exclusively on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't doubt that they put both on that Peacock oh, has both. Probably, you know. So we'll see. All right, night one. The one that I I saw when I saw it come up, I was like, I want to see this match. This is the match I want to see: Pete Dunn versus Kushida. How I know you was oh, about yeah. to start off with this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I was watching that 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 battle royale, and I'm like, the way like and I I like like I told like I put in that chat, I like the way they did it because of the fact that they both eliminated each other and they just kept fighting. And it's like a it's a brawl. Like I want to fight a old school way. I like it. It's plain simple. We fight, we hate each other, let's go. You know, nothing too crazy about it. I like the way they did it, and I this is gonna be a banger. This this is the one I really want to watch that night. And there's a lot of good fights in this match, but I, this is the one I really want to watch. And it's hard for me to pick a winner in this one. 
so for now, I'm going to hear your guys' voices, opinions on this one before I figure out who I think is going to win this match. Jay, how do you, how are you looking at this match? This one is tough because it's it's one of those matches where it's truly unpredictable because it doesn't hurt either guy if they lose, but it doesn't necessarily help either guy if they win. Like, they're winning and their momentum is towards what? Because Kushida just lost out on the, the North American title like two weeks ago. Pete mm-hmm. Dunn just lost for the NXT title like two weeks ago. So both guys are coming off losing major title feuds. So again, both guys are established, but who are you trying to build here? Like uh, now that uh, Danny Burch is hurt, so Pete Dunn's faction is done. Kushida is going nowhere fast because they're not going to put a title on him. So like, what, what do you do with either guy? We just let them go out there and wrestle. Like that's that's just that's what this is. You just let two guys who are your who are marquee guys in the main card and the mid card just go out and you duke it out and you you build both of them for an eventual push to what I don't know. Um, but I'm gonna say that Kashida gets this win only because. If you build Kushida, you still have an outside kind of like, well, he's never challenged for the NXT title, so you can still build him up as a baby face going for the NXT title. So down the road, if you wanted to say like SummerSlam weekend, you wanted to, to build the baby face long enough or big enough to, to kind of go after whoever is the eventual champion, Kushida's kind of that guy. He's got a little bit of an edge to him now, but he's still babyface enough that like once the crowd or whatever they decide to do with it comes back, he's a he's enough of a babyface for you to cheer. Pete Dunn, on the other hand, is like, you know who Pete Dunn is, you know what he does, but he's a heel. And there's they need more faces in the main card versus heels at this point. So I, he's just, you know, process of elimination to me says that he loses this one. So you got Kushida? I got Kushida. Okay. Kushida. All right. Put this in here. Uh, Benny, how are you looking at this one? I'm actually agreeing with Jay on this one. I'm saying Kushida just because of the fact that Pete Dunn, his, um, let's just say his path to the, to the main event scene is a lot shorter than Kushida's would be. You can kind of sort of still hold Kushida in the mid to upper mid card versus Pete Dunne, where if he, let's say he beats Kushida, he would have more of a claim to say, like, all right, it's time for me to go try and, re- you know, not reclaim was mine, but let's say claim the NXT championship since I was, again, before Walter, the longest reigning NXT UK champion and all this other stuff, so... I'm, I'm like I said, I'm gonna say Kushida just because of the fact that right now you have a situation where your main event scene, your NXT title scene is so jam packed that it would be more beneficial to build up someone that is that's gonna take longer to get there than it would right. be to just throw somebody else into that title scene like that. Right. So I got Kushida as well. Okay. 
So I'm looking at it this way, and Jay, you made a good point. Um, Pete Dunn just lost his faction that he was in. Mm-hmm. And if he wins, where does he go? Like he just challenged, he just challenged for the title and lost right. to Finn Balor. Like he, you didn't have nothing to do with him. Like, right. Like and I love Pete, but what do you do with him? Yeah. And the thing is, is um, that the faction that he has is nice. It's a good faction, and I'm trying to figure out what Pat's gonna do. Um, I know he said something. I didn't hear what he said about the WWE. But where is this faction going? Them. They benched him. That's, that's, that's pretty much all. They benched him. They, they didn't give him a reason. Mm-hmm. They just said, like, oh, no, we, we're, we're going to, you know, we don't need you right now. Have fun. Good luck. Do whatever it is you want to do. Like, if we need you, we'll call you. That's, that's kind of what that turned into. Here's the thing that, that about that that's annoying is because you put him in a faction and then you take him out of there. For what you could he was a mouthpiece so of the faction and there's so much you could have done with that faction so but i much. think too it, i think there's it, there's a money issue in there somewhere because that's not only is he running his too. own business he's doing the podcast he's based in indianapolis so he's flying into tampa every time he does it mm-hmm. so the way i look at this is this is a match to take pete done off the off tv for a little bit yeah that's how I'm looking at this. So I think Kushida's gonna win this one, and it's gonna be interesting where he goes from here. Um, yeah, his build is gonna have to be slow. My concern is after hearing what happened with Andrade, that they might do the same with Kushida. Is if he wins mm-hmm. it, if he wins you know, it, call up. No, 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 no. I'll say what happened with Andrade. He came out. And he said like, yeah, the only reason he won the title was because it would have been more believable that he beats Drew McIntyre than, than Adam Cole beating Drew McIntyre. That's I mean, why that's he fair. won. But yeah, again, but it's annoying with, though. With, she, but but I'll put it to you this way. We knew when Adam Cole showed up that it was a matter of when, not if. Right. I'm looking at the, the current men's roster. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? Kyle O'Reilly? Maybe. You can there, do it, no, but but there, I mean, but, this, but, but again, there's no guy. There's, there's a, here's That's the thing. the difference in this situation. With it, with it, the, 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 we'll get to that conversation for night two, and it'll be an interesting one to have because it's going to go into a certain areas a lot. But I think Kashida with this win, he propels himself a little more to the main title picture. I agree. Not all the way. But he right. kind of gets his foot into that conversation. Mm-hmm. So I have I think, Kushida again, in it, this one. It it puts him square into the conversation of getting a rematch with Johnny Gargano for the North American title. It puts him definitely back into that conversation. Right, right, right. And and I and I can see that. And I and I and I agree with him doing this, getting that that rematch. You know, so I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. Um. He has to win this one, and I, and he has to win it in a good way. And I think he's gonna. I, and maybe he's one of you two guys was saying he's he was starting to go a little unhinged, and he's starting to show a lot more now. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if this is where he goes unhinged again and injures right. Pete Dunn in order to kind of put him off TV for a bit. That's fine, or yeah. move him to the main roster because I, it again with money in the. We have to also look past WrestleMania for a hot mm-hmm. second here. 
And the next big uh, event, unless they do King of the Ring, is Money in the Bank. And Kevin Owens already hinted at Money in the Bank last week. So I'm looking at it from a situation of even if you look ahead, they don't have 10 guys that can compete in a Money in the Bank for each title. They don't have 10 guys right now that believably you could put in and be like, you know what? Yeah, I believe it. And it's going to look a lot like that sorry behind what we had last year. I was about to say that. I was like, look at the one that we had last year. Like, it was hard. Yeah, but but again, they also understood. Like, it, it's vocally known that that one was terrible, mm-hmm. right? And if they're trying to get fans back and they're trying to work to get the fans back, they have to set themselves up to put together a product come money in the bank that can really bring in people. And I think Pete Dunne has enough equity on across brands that if Pete Dunne shows up, say, what is it, April now, if he shows up late May, early June to set up him being in the money in the bank match, that's going to get enough of a pop that money in the bank then becomes interesting. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like this could be, yeah, it could be to get him off TV, but it could also be to set him up for the main roster call up or the call over, I should say, because they need talent. It's not really talented to need. It's in a writer that actually has patience to actually write the stories. They have the talent. They have the talent. I, you know, I don't. I don't think they have. I don't. I can't say they have the talent because they don't have the main event talent. They have the wrestlers. They don't have the talent because they don't want to build the the wrestlers yes, to get to that but point. But then there's also guys that just don't have it. Like let's let's be real. They're just guys out there right now that you just don't believe can be a champion. And that's the thing. It's like again, I agree with Randy Orton on Broken Skull. Ricochet has everything, but there's the it that's missing. You know, there are there's so many guys like that on the main roster where they have everything you want, but there's no it. The thing with Ricochet is he he can only come around as a babyface. His charisma is let's say it's not it's not a a rock type charisma. It's not a Hogan type charisma. It's like a little like. Hey, it's a Ray Mysterio. It's a Ray Mysterio. Yeah, Mysterio. that's it. thank you, thank you. It's like that, and you can that can only get you so far. You know, Eddie Guerrero charisma, rock charisma that'll put you over the moon. It don't matter anything else; it'll put you over the moon. That's why Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan doesn't have charisma. What he has is his ability to become and look like the underdog and work like the underdog and come out like an underdog. Well, again. We can't, I, I can't even fully agree with you there because when he had the opportunity to be a heel, I fucking hated this dude. You know, who, like, it's, I it's truly hated this man. It, it's weird saying this, but if you think about it for a second, it makes perfect sense. Daniel Bryan is the modern day Bret Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. In a lot of ways, yeah, very much so. Except for the fact that he doesn't take the business as seriously as Bret Hart does, because Bret will no, not at all. Over this. 
Yeah, yeah, no, not yeah. He'll, 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 he takes it serious, but it's like he rolls with the punches. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't take it to heart. A lot of the stuff, like he'll, he'll be open minded. Like, uh, uh, Ricochet kind of reminds me of X Pac in that sense, where like X Pac was a star in his own right, but he didn't really get propelled <laughs> into superstardom in a lot of ways, unless he was until he was paired with the right group, and I think again. <clears throat> That's the issue with Ricochet. You have to find the right faction to highlight him. And that's why he should have been the Hurt Business. uh, I don't think the Hurt Business was the right faction. I don't. You need you need something that's a little uh a little less centralized Mm -hmm. because the Hurt Business, for all it's worth, like think about DX for a second. DX although we knew who the faces were of DX were, there was never a central figure at any given point. Mm. Like sometimes it was Triple H and Stephanie. At one point it was Shawn Michaels and Triple H. At another point it was Shawn Michaels uh, or it was Triple H and the New Age Outlaws. You know, at another time it was the New Age Outlaws, X-Pac, Triple H, China. Like they were all kind of, yeah. And they could all work together. So it was like, you never had, it was never like, like even like the nation was kind of like that until the rock just kind of shined through. Yeah, but the thing with DX, you have to remember who was in there. It was HBK and and Triple H, and they had some power back there, so they can actually that pull, so they can actually voice and 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 use that to rotate everybody. Nation domination wasn't really didn't have any pull. Yeah, you know? but like even even the Heart Foundation to a degree, like. Yes, it was about Bret Hart, but the the other hearts got a lot of shine off of it. And when they broke up, it wasn't necessarily a messy breakup. It like even look at Undisputed Era to a degree, because for for a long time we thought it was about Adam Cole, and then Kyle O'Reilly stepped up, and then there was a whole thing where Roderick Strong joined them, and Roderick Strong had his thing. Like for what they were, everyone got built from it. In a lot of ways, everyone mm. shine from it, and that's what Ricochet needs. He needs someone else. Like I wish they were still giving Randy Orton factions, because I feel like if you if you can write the right story, Ricochet can be swayed. Because now he has this plucky underdog thing where he's like, "I don't need a group. I don't need a group. I'm a good guy." But if you can make it so that he gets demoralized so much that he has to go against everything that he stood for to almost become like the 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 Red Hood in a lot of ways to to what we consider like his Robin because right now he's a Robin and he's not the good type of Robin like he's the chick with the red hair he's not even Nightwing we like Nightwing he's not Nightwing like we need we need like he's the plucky chick from like earth three with like the glasses where it was like black batman brave and the bolt like that's where he's at right now oh he my needs gosh. to go t- he needs to go tim drake like he really needs to go red hood full red hood where he's not quite the villain but you can't have him getting squashed by drew like that after he beat drew in the royal rumble like again for me it's a situation where you look at like if you could if you could take 
Baron Corbin's character now and give it to Ricochet, star. Like if you can get if you can give him like that kind of win and have it be, say, for example, as much as people don't like the the, the it would seem like it's an undercard feud, but like him and um like him joining Apollo Crews. And it'd be like him and Xavier Woods in the finals of the the King of the Ring after Xavier Woods has petitioned for the King of the Ring for so long. And he's like, that's the one thing in my career that I don't have that I can do before I retire. And you have Rico beat him, but you have Rico beat him, you have Rico beat him dirty. And you have it be a situation where like Biggie's out there to support him. And you still have the Big E Apollo Cruz thing, but then um, Rico turns on Big E, and then Xavier was like, "What the crap?" And then um, Apollo Cruz hits him, hits him with the finisher, and Rico wins, and then joins him. And you have like the whole King Prince Puma thing, and you have that like Nigerian royalty thing going on, and you just go with the whole like little royal faction, you, or you, whatever. You just want you just want Rico to come out with that crown. <laughs> That's what you want. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they 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 moved in a good direction. They put him back in pants. So I'm happy about this. They they took him out of the Go Go Girl shorts and they put him back in pants. So it's progress. Mm. But again, you need the print. He needs to be Prince Puma. But th- that that's what I'm saying. Like there are just there there are certain. But a guy like Pete Dunne, his face turn is him doing this all the time. Like that's the that's the extent of a face that he is. He's never really a face. He's never going to be a face. But when you need him to be a heel that's why he was so successful as the uk champion because he wasn't really a face he wasn't really a heel he was just a guy that would punch you in the face mm-hmm. and i think in a a a money in the bank match where there's so many egos pete dunn isn't so much an ego guy he's a i'm a punch you in the face kind of guy and i feel like that'll go great with whatever show you want to put him on like he doesn't have to win the match it's just I feel like taking him off now would set him up perfectly for that down the road because he's a guy that has it, has proven, like he essentially helped build a two brands so far. Like he built NXT UK. He's helped build the middle, the mid card of, of uh, NXT and he's helped build the main card of NXT on multiple occasions without ever getting the payoff of winning the title. Like, what more do you need to see from Pete Dunne? Mm-hmm. You, you don't need to see anything else. You need to get him in a pay raise and put him on, put him on Raw or SmackDown, and just let him like run through everybody. Yeah, that's all, all right. I'm saying. Let's get back to this card. <laughs> all this after just talking about one match. <laughs> all right, next one. I have many thoughts. What, what's that, Benny? It's been a minute. That's all. Yeah. All right. So, this is one that we were all got excited about. The triple threat match for the tag team match for the tag team titles has been uh, vacated. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, MSK, and Jay's favorite team, Legado del Fantasma. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, this is another one that's low key tough because if you really want to, if you want to step back and look at the, this, the last eight months of booking any one of these teams rightfully 
could deserves. win and deserves to win. Like mm-hmm. there's there, anybody who wins this match, there's no losers in this match. Like MSK, Rocket, you get it. The problem with MSK winning this early though is that at some point they have to lose. So them winning this soon is like, mm, are we just building them for NXT or are we putting a rocket on them, letting them win in NXT so that they get like the build and then we put them on the main roster because we know the rascals have that kind of thing where they'll bring other fans. And the tag team divisions on Raw and SmackDown are dreadful. So we need to inject some real tag teamness. Like there's that, but then there's also the fact of they, we've barely gotten to see them in a chase. And so far they're really like, they're street profit level good in terms of promos mm-hmm. and, and entertainment. So do you want to pull the trigger on them already? Or do you kind of want to stress this out a little bit and make it so that they have to chase someone and really chase someone and really get the crowd behind them and really get people to believe in them consistently and then put the titles on them like that's that's kind of the question with msk grizzled young veterans have already dominated the uk scene anyone who's paid attention to grizzled young veterans at any given point understand how great that team is like they give you athletic like they give you the, the kind of smash mouth that the Dudley boys gave you with the athleticism of like an edge Christian or the Hardy boys, but not with the flair. Like it's a punch in the face, but they'll still do some flips, kicks and, and suplexes and stuff like that, you know? And their, their promo is literally like, we're going to fight everybody. That's it. And then you have uh legato del fantasma where if you, if you're going to keep the title on uh, Santos Escobar, this is the logical next step is to have not only the the cruiserweight championship now still now prominent in the tag division but now you have the tag titles where you can bring it over to 205 live where there's also a bunch of tag teams so then you can add the tag team element to 205 and have them almost do double duty so there's no wrong answer here but just based on how the promos and everything have been going and just my gut feeling, I think it's going to be the Grizzled Young Veterans. I hate you, Jay. I hate you <laughs> so much right now. <laughs> what? <laughs> Am I making too much sense? No, it's not that you're making too much sense. I was just hoping you were going to pick somebody else because I am also picking the Grizzled Young Veterans <laughs> because in I, I don't think they're going to go the route even though it was a minute ago that they did this with Undisputed Era, I don't think they're going to go the route of putting the belts on Legado del Fantasma, why they have the Cruiserweight title still on Santos Escobar, which is a spoiler for my later pick. So mm-hmm. the logical thing for me is, is it was going to come down to MSK versus Grizzle Young Veterans. And because of the fact that MSK won the Dusty Classic, I think it's time Grizzle Young Veterans get their win back. And because of the fact that, you know, just wrestling logic in general says faces are better as chasers. Right. So, again, that's me. I'm short with the uh, explanations and everything, but I got the uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. The grizzled young 
veterans. <laughs> I'm, got, and like I said, come on now. I, I, I'm, I'm low-key hoping they bring back the tag team uh, Survivor Series thing too for this reason. Yeah. Because be I nice. want to see the Grizzle Young Veterans at Survivor Series with that promo. Like, I want to see it. As, as much as I agree that this would be a nice win for the Grizzly Young Veterans to pick up after they lost in the final for the uh, Dusty Dusty Rose Classic. I'm not picking MSK either because I agree as well where faces are better chasers than anything else. So that leaves me with my compadres, Legado de Fantasma, winning the tag titles. Taking it, like oh. you say, like you said, Jay, taking it over 205. Also allowing MSK to also flip around to 205 and NXT, trying to get people put more eyes on on 205 because I don't I feel there's not there's, there really isn't a lot of eyes on 205, and it's it's hanging it's hanging by a thread before they pull the plug on that one, and I hate mm-hmm. to say it because it, the 205 guys are really good, um just the way they have them sometimes it's like very annoying. Well, one it's an hour long show so that's the first mistake they made is making it an hour long. But also, mm-hmm. Paul, why haven't you learned by now? If me and Benny are neck and neck in these picks and you keep going against both of us, logic <laughs> would tell you that you're probably not going to win this one either. I, I, have, I, have two, I have four nights of wrestling matches to try and catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you don't consistently watch NXT, so I'm really questioning your choice to kind of flip on us right now. No, it's I, I like I, I I don't get me wrong. I I would like for you're picking the pick that I would like to pick because right. I agree with you. Everything about that makes perfect sense. The problem is Vince or Triple H don't care about the cruiserweights. No, I, I get I hear you, but here's the thing too: if they were if if anything, the Grizzly Young Veterans would have lost MSK. Fine, get it. I get it. Have MSK win the Dusty Cup Classic. But I think they had a match afterwards, and they still lost too. I'm just like, you can't have these guys losing so many times, and then winning this belt. And I feel the same thing about Legado de Fantasma. But I'm just like trying to balance that out between those two because I don't, I, I don't think that putting the titles on MSK right now is a good idea. And we all agree. We all agree. Terrible idea. We all agree. Put the they they would they make better chasers than anything right now. So. Like as much as I want to agree with you guys in in uh, GYV, something just tells me like it's not it's gonna suck because they're really good as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they're gonna put tiles on them right now. I think they're gonna go on another route with this, with these belts right now, and it'll be legal de fantasma. Um, that's just the way yes, I see again, it. Again, the, the the problem with this is here's my thing. I knew the cruiserweight championship wasn't going nowhere in 205 Live when you had a mini feud between Santos Escobar and uh, Karrion Cross, And it was out of the clear blue and it was random. I'm like, so you've really just run out of things to do with him. So you're going to be like, hey, you've done such good work. We're actually going to put you with an actual star even though you're going to put him over. That's essentially what that sounded like. Yeah. When in reality, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to feud with Johnny Gargano? someone who fits his size better can give him a better wrestling match and actually have a title that he could eventually actually take makes more it's, sense it's annoying but i, but I mean I don't, it is what I don't it is. yeah 
It is what it is. But I'm just saying, Paul. I'm just saying, Paul. I'm like, bro, come on, come on. The the numbers don't lie. Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> All right. So the next one is uh, the battle, the battle, the gauntlet match. Was it? I want to say battle royale. No, we had the battle royale. Which yeah, was battle royale was on a a a hot mess. That match was, was a mess. hot mess. It was. it was a hot mess. Yeah, I'm it like, was. what are what are we doing here, guys? Like, you kind of already knew who the six were, but it's also like, mm, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, when I when I like they still didn't explain it right because I had a, I what I figured is once you get to six people the match was over, and then like people started going over the rope and then they started being like oh he's gonna be the first one he's gonna be the second one and I'm like oh oh that that's what we're okay that that's what we're doing here okay cool it didn't make sense until it was actually happening mm-hmm. though I don't I don't like this for, I don't hate this format like I kind of like this format like I wish. This format would be used for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, though. Where it's, like, not for the world title, but, like, a gauntlet match for, like, the number one contender for, like, the U.S. or the Intercontinental title. Like, that would make more sense to me. It would. Because then it would actually give the Andre the Giant Battle Royal some significance. And then you can say the Andre the Giant gauntlet match. So you now you have an Andre the Giant match on multiple nights. So it makes you want to actually watch the Andre the Giant Battle Royal instead of giving them that really stupid giant doofy trophy. That means nothing. And then even like Zack Ryder or whatever his name is, Matt C- Cornella or whatever his name is now. Cardona. Was like Cardona, there it is. Sounds like mm-hmm. Carbonara, but whatever. Um he actually tweeted he was like yo i feel so bad for the guys in this match because and then if you look at the talent in this match i'm like bro what you got all of retribution you have the rest of the hurt business you have baron corbin again i'm like bro why do you keep like what is happening right now like there's actually talented people in this battle royal like and you're not you're giving them nothing to fight for when quite literally the U.S. title is on the line against Sheamus, who, for all his fantastic work that he's done, this is the payoff that you're going to give him? Like, you're going to give him a U.S. title match on a champion that we're not even sure how long Matt Riddle's going to be champion? Instead of, yes, using that, like, using this to have Matt Riddle's next challenger so that you can actually storyboard what you're going to do with him down the road. Or better yet, Big E... Or Apollo Cruz have someone else instead of have, instead of running it back for like the next three months and then doing this all over again at Money in the Bank and it's like bro can we stop like this is this is this is this is lazy booking when literally NXT is giving you the blueprint on how to do this stuff and how to build a they're doing this for a mid card title they're not even doing this for their most important title. And y'all can't take a clue. Y'all can't take a hint. They got two days. Y'all, they gave y'all what, like four days now, and y'all still can't take a hint. Come on, bro. Why is William Regal being a better GM than Stephanie Shane, Adam Pierce, like the only one that was actually Sonya Deville? He's better than all of them right now, just because he keeps making all these wacky matches. Like, come, come on, man. 
this would have been a perfect setup for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And they just whiffed it on it. That being said, this match, if it's not Dexter Loomis, it's wrong. That simple. With this story, the way it's going, the winner is a match with 100% Dexter Loomis. And Dexter Loomis is going to go on to fight Johnny Gargano all night, too. Benny? <laughs> uh, just a couple of things before I make the pick. First, what we were talking about earlier, the Paul Heyman Instagram post, you know that was mm-hmm. a response to Kayla Braxton saying who wins mm-hmm. this fight? She posted the same picture. <laughs> That's funny. The other thing, Jay, are you Sean Ross Sapp? I don't know who that is. He's um, Fightful. Fightful.com. The thing no, about but it, I, I I'll, I'll take it as a compliment. I was listening to the podcast earlier, the one the after SmackDown one, and they said the exact same thing about the money, not the money in the bank, the um, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Somebody said the thing doesn't mean anything. He said, I got a real easy solution for it make it mean something and his suggestion was the exact same one make it's it not for hard, a future bro. u.s or intercontinental title shot it's not hard bro it, it's not rocket science mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't i don't need a degree i don't need to have worked in wwe it's, it's... i don't need to have worked in journalism to literally just say listen i have 20 plus years of being a fan and seeing how you guys have done this it's really not that hard mm-hmm it's it's the problem it's the there's a lot of problems there but benny go ahead yeah when it comes down to my pick um i'm gonna be real with you i don't know who's actually in this match for the most part (laughs) leon ruff uh Uh, leon ruff isaiah Isaiah. first swerve scott so the order is so let me tell you the order i took the picture the other day because i was looking at it it's leon ruff swerve scott um uh the honky tonk dude the honky tonk right. dude. So it's Leon Ruff is one, two is Isaiah Swerve Scott, three is Bronson Reed, four oh, is um, Cameron Grimes, five is Dexter Loomis, and the last one is uh, LA Knight. And remember, it's a gauntlet match, so that's that's the order I ran off in pretty much. That's that's wild, um, because the 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 whole the whole Dexter Loomis Austin theory thing would have had me thinking that Austin Theory, if he was in this, was going to win. Mm-hmm. But if the winner of this is going on to go for the North American Championship on the next night, then there really is nobody else you can pick besides Dexter Loomis. Except, except if he comes out there and gets his win back, L.A. Knight. You... We we here, we here, we here. Only thing we here. The only thing that's pulling me off the LA night thing is the fact that it's too early. It's not even so much that it's too early because he's established as you know a name that's been in wrestling. Everybody knows who this dude is. It's just a matter of your story has been so focused on Dexter Loomis versus um, the Garganos and that whole faction. That, the way, whatever we we'll call them <laughs> that way. <laughs> the whole the whole story has been focused on Gargano and Loomis and Gargano manipulating Austin Theory 
and um, Indy Hartwell being all transfixed everything on him and everything like that. Everything is pointing to him. So NXT, although they're under the WWE banner, they're not as scatterbrained as WWE booking is. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there is any way that unless they just out of the blue give it to LA Knight that um, Dexter Loomis is going to be losing this match. So I, I, I got him coming out. That, here's the thing. I will stick with my pick, but also I'm going to put a caveat to it. There could possibly be a plan because I forgot that LA Knight was in this match that it could end up being a triple threat. Really? I th- I think that th- because of the fact that they would they wouldn't put LA Knight, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, in this position if they didn't have a plan to pay it off. Because again, they took the separate they did they used the same match to establish Kushida versus Pete Dunne. Mm-hmm. If they needed if they wanted to do something else with LA Knight, they could have, but they didn't. They they used him as the anchor for this. So something about this feud, or the and then LA Knight stepped to Johnny Gargano. So something about that is in play. And they want Eli, Eli, I'm not calling Eli Drake, LA Knight and Johnny Gargano to face off somehow. But you can't. Because of the fact that Dexter Loomis has been around for so long and Dexter Loomis was supposed to be champion at least two times over already, you can't just dump him. The best mm-hmm. way to do it would be to do a triple threat match where it's a, a, a double pin or something. Or it's like they call the match. Like they do the stupid thing where they just call the match and there's it's a no contest. Mm. So then they're forced to have a triple threat match. It, it, don't be surprised if there's some shenanigans there. Benny, who are you going for? I got Loomis. I said the only, the only, like, what's pull, the other thing that's pulling me off of uh, LA Knight is dude's debut. He went out there and just basically got the white across the floor by Bronson Reed. So it's just like, yeah, like, what are we doing? Coming in with any momentum besides his name? Right. <laughs> so that's, that's another thing. Here's, here's how I'm looking at it. This is this is this. I feel like this is a swerve match. The easy uh-huh. and the obvious answer is Dexter Loomis because of, of, of what they're looking at. You know, uh-huh. the, the the feud with Johnny and everything. Hey, you know what? Let's get let's, let's get it going. But I agree with Benny as well. Why have LA Knight in this match just to lose? Especially if he's if he's that was Jada said that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but see, that's what I'm thing. saying. Why have LA Knight and then have him at the end as well? If he's to yeah, lose, why would, why, would, why would he be the anchor? You know, why? For what reason? You know, if anything, he should have been eliminated, like the last one eliminated before he got to the final six, you know, in that match. They could have added anybody, but they did it. So that's why. And, and, and the funny thing is, if you look at the, at the way the numbers are, Whoever is fighting Dexter Loomis is going to lose. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. Now it's a matter of who you think is going to win, Dexter Loomis or LA Knight. Okay. That's, that's, that's the thing. But then there's also, there's the, there's the small caveat of Bronson Reed where 
I could see LA Knight coming out and costing Bronson Reed the match against, say, Dexter Loomis or something like that, or against whoever is a survivor, and then have Dexter Loomis just come in and wipe the floor with them, or have because then they could they could use that to to kind of here, here's the thing off that feud. I have I have I have a I like where you're going, and I'll add some more to that. LA Knight causes Bronson Reed to be eliminated in this one. LA Knight wins this. LA Knight faces Johnny Gargano, but Bronson Reed causes LA Knight to match. And Dexter Loomis comes out and continues his feud with Johnny Gargano, even though or he wasn't the, in the match. Or the other oh. way that you can do it. It sucks. LA Knight, LA Knight comes out, he calls Bronson Reed. Dexter Loomis wins because Bronson Reed returns the favor. That's what I'm thinking. Go immediately into LA Knight Bronson Reed feuding, which uh-huh. can then go into okay, whichever one of these guys wins this feud can then move on and be the next challenger for whoever comes out between Gargano and Loomis. I, I don't disagree with that. I thought that for a second, but in my theory, it was like, what would be worse? Causing LA Knight this match or causing LA Knight the championship title against Johnny Gargano? But you then you you sacrifice one story for another. You're elevating the LA Knight and Bronson Reed story even more because no, of the fact not. that... You're, you're, but you're costing Dexter Loomis again in that process. Because I know, again, but the here's, last here, thing they want here's, to do here's the reason. Here's the reason. Do you, again. How much? How much do you really see Dexter Loomis as a champion? The way they have his character, it's like him, he doesn't need a belt. I, he doesn't need a belt, but you can't have it be this. Like you had it where he was supposed to get it before, before Johnny's second title reign. He gets hurt. They bring him back. They do mm-hmm. the whole Indy Hartwell thing. Only for him not to win the title? That's, that doesn't make any yeah. sense. Y'all gonna hate me, but I'm going LA night on this one, right? <laughs> I'm telling you, you're gonna push yourself points. You I, I know, yourself, I know. I'm gonna laugh at you. I know. I'm gonna laugh at you. I know. Like, but, but you know, because <laughs> the thing is, you're 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 trying to play chess with Vince right now. No, no, no. This is not Vince. This is Triple H. This is Triple H. That's worse. You're trying to play actually, chess with Hunter. I think you're actually trying to play chess with Shawn Michaels right now. <laughs> No, no. True. Trips, trips is back. Trips is back. Oh, okay. Listen, I think, yeah, he, I think Shawn Michaels. I think he's letting Shawn Michaels kind of run this one, and then he's going to take over after this. I wouldn't mind seeing Shawn Michaels take over NXT if Trips takes over uh, the main roster. To be honest, because I, I think that would be incredible. That would mm-hmm. because of like, the fact that they work together so well. Like, hey, who's ready to come out? Who's not ready? Like, they can work together on who's coming up. Mm-hmm. To the I'll main tell you roster. One thing, if that's the case, there'll be, be a lot better communication between the two of them. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I could see con- continuity actually existing at that point. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, yeah, so now there's two matches in a row that I'm actually steering off from what is the most obvious response. And I'm going, I'm going in. <laughs> so the next match we have is Walter, the, the NXT UK champion, coming over and facing Tommaso Ciampa. <sighs> Benny, how are you looking at this one? I don't think there's any chance that Tommaso Ciampa wins this match. However, I am going to say that Walter Ciampa is probably going to set the bar for when it comes to match of the year within WWE. You think so? Yeah. I think that this right here on next Wednesday, you can mark that date down because on December 31st, when everybody is up there doing their little you know, match of the year candidates and award ceremonies and everything like that. 
I have a feeling that this is going to be top of uh, top of the line with it. Unless yeah, we people have to, start doing recency bias. Yeah, and we have to apologize. We didn't do our end of the year awards. <laughs> this, this That's how it is what it is. Yeah. Um, 2020 was weird. Yeah, it was crazy. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I have a question. When was the Walter Ilya Dragunov match? Uh, November, I think. Okay, okay. Because that's, that's my only caveat to that statement is if it's going to be that, it has to be better than the Walter Dragunov match. And that match was a fucking barn burner. Um, but, Benny, I, you need to finish your prediction. Oh, no, I, I said answer. Walter. I said Walter. I don't think oh, there's okay. any way Chompa wins. Mm-mm. I just know that this match I, is going to be a banger. I hate... I, I really hate to agree with this only in the sense of like imagine Champa as the NXT UK champion and moving over to NXT UK for for an extended period. Oh, that'd be beautiful. Because like, now, like that now, you, now you have to watch NXT UK. Like it is it is no longer an option as much as it now is a mandate because of the fact of Look at all Champa has done, seemingly coming out of nowhere. Coming out of the clear blue out of nowhere in NXT and making himself essentially the Triple H of NXT. And all that he's done and all the surgeries he's come back from, now to give him a, a, a brand new pool of opponents of all shapes and sizes in a different style where everyone basically and he'd be he'd come in hated because he'd be the American holding the NXT UK title. So like the story writes itself. That being said, they're not going to do Walter like that, and they don't want to lose Walter. So it's going to be Walter. I don't know who's ever going to beat this man after like six, almost like nine hundred days. But I was just gonna. I, I don't know if y'all saw me because I don't know how y'all have your screens and everything set up when you were in the middle of your explanation. I just remembered somebody. I don't remember the dude's name, but there was a debut in NXT UK not too long ago, almost along the lines of Walter's debut. Mm-hmm. To which I forgot who dude, it was. It, it's yeah, one of those, I don't, it's I one of those guys overseas that, that us wrestling fans, us casual US wrestling fans probably wouldn't know. Mm. But like the guys who understand the circuit out there definitely do know him. I know who you're talking about. I just don't remember his name. It was like, yeah, neither uh, do I. I, some, I know some that my thick Brawly dude. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some, but they're basically ball looking mofo. They're basically playing it off. Like he is gonna take that belt off of Walter, like he like that's Walter the guy that, took it uh, off Pete Dunn. Yeah, like he pushed him, and then Walter fell, and that's like the first time you ever seen Walter fall and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know who you're talking about. That guy. Yeah, yeah, some thick, burly cue ball looking mofo. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, that's another reason why I'm like, eh, you can't really drop the title now. Like it doesn't make sense for him to drop the title now with all of that in motion. But also because of the fact that because NXT UK is still so young, I don't know if you want to start adding Americans mm-hmm. into like the only American that's actually gone over there and been semi-successful was Cassius Ono, who we still don't know where or what he's doing. But um, like, yeah, like it's it, you can't add an American there because it kind of defeats the purpose. So 
I'm going to go with Walter. And I'm going to secretly, in my heart of hearts, hope that one of these days before he retires, they let Cesaro go to NXT UK and have a run mm. NXT UK. Yes. I want that so bad. Like, more than anyone else, I want Cesaro to go, and I want Cesaro because Cesaro deserves to be that kind of champion and be the face of a franchise in a lot of ways. And I think NXT UK would strongly benefit from having a name like Cesaro being at the top of the brand. Mm. That's my only caveat, but I'm going to go with Walter. I agree. There's no way to disagree with that. I was going to say, oh, now you want to agree. Now <laughs> you, you don't want to go off the reservation anymore? You can't with this one. Like, you can't. Like, how can you really... How- how can you make a I'm case? I'm hoping Tommaso he don't Champion. like rupture tomorrow. Like I'm hoping he don't pull a, a big show on Kofi Kingston, like rupture Tommaso Champions, like pectoral muscle or something. Because like you see the stills of like when Walter wrestles, like you he literally like indents his hand yeah, and like he, a huge he, he cave Champa's like chest yeah. <laughs> like he he might kill Champa, and I'm like Champa's got enough injuries to work with. Like can we can we stop trying to kill Champa, please? And that's oh, the thing. Also, too, like, say what happened with uh, uh, what's his face? The, his tag partner, who I think is hurt. Um, Who's Tomasos? Tomasos, the, Timothy, the Timothy Timothy Gadget, Thatcher. Who there? Who they were hinting at joining Imperium. I was way. just, I was just about to say. I know they're doing the whole thing where they're hinting him joining Imperium, but I would absolutely love to see him versus Walter. Give me the two of them in the fight pit. Chill. 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 That's too much smoke. That's too <laughs> much smoke. You can't do that. I don't know. I, I, I wonder what they're going to do because of the fact that Timothy Thatcher is American. And the one thing about Imperium is like they're all like European guys, different countries and everything like that. So... I'm like, are they going? Are they going to do this? So that's one thing I'm going to look at in this match. If Timothy's there, and if he's gonna, if like Tommaso somehow, like something happens, like you know with Brock, like oh Tommaso like took his legs from under him. Oh now he's coming back. Now he's doing this. He's he's coming back, and next thing you know is Timothy Thatcher does does something and costs him the match, and that's it. And he turns on him. It would be weird. I don't know why. Um, because it kind of stopped out of nowhere that that little yeah. storyline. So I think I'm he wondering. Got hurt. I think no, he got no, hurt. I thought he was fine. I don't know. I don't know. I, but we'll I, I find think out. He got hurt. We'll find out Wednesday when this one takes place. And the main event for night one: Io Shirai defends against Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai in her corner. Benny. All right, as our resident Io Shirai stand. Right, <laughs> I'm gonna put this out there right from the start. EO has been champion for almost a year. If it got around to the time that in your house took place last year, then it would actually be a full year because that's when she won it. Uh, she has been pinned, I think, on TV once. I don't remember, however, might have been like a tag pinned. match or something. That pinfall was to Raquel Gonzalez. Now, what I am going to say is that this is also WrestleMania weekend. 
And regardless of whether NXT is being portrayed on WrestleMania or not, they are a part of this weekend, which means that somebody is probably getting a nice little entrance, meaning Io Shirai is probably going to get Poppy bringing her out. And you know Io Shirai's chances of winning when Poppy sings her out go up about 12,000%. That being said, she's not winning this match. <laughs> Io, Thank you. love you. Game over. I got Raquel. Uh, I've heard murmurs and whispers and concerns galore that people are absolutely terrified that Vince is going to destroy EO after this weekend because is he will come it, on now it's a fact he is he is mm-hmm. especially with the the like it, it's almost too poetic that you have the Oscar versus Rhea match and then you have the EO versus Raquel match because every participant of those four women have been tag team they like they, they, they've all been in tag teams with each other like EO and, and Oscar and Raquel and Rhea so it's only fitting in a lot of ways and I think Oscar does have to go away for surgery I'm not. Don't quote me on that. I, I believe she had it already. I gotta double check. Okay. I, that I don't. I don't remember. Instagram that she did it. Oh well, but I do think they're probably gonna, because Oscar has been working so hard during the pandemic and during the pandemic era. I think Oscar may get an extended break at this point. Oscar and or Eo. Oscar. Because okay. Asuka was like that champion during this whole from when Becky Lynch gave her the title to now. But how many times she defended it though? That's, that's the thing. But but that's my thing. It's the fact that it's not her. That's not on her. I know, I know, I know. But I'm saying like you're you're you're. I, I see what you're saying. Let, oh, she's defended. She's finish. had it for so long. Okay, go ahead. Let me finish. Let me finish. I'm saying she's been the consummate professional and the consummate champion. So I do think she has earned a well-deserved break. And you already have her replacement in EO in terms of that type of weird, wonky, whimsical character that is, you know, diverse in WWE terms. So I strongly believe that EO's had a great run but I also strongly believe that EO would make a hell of a money in the bank winner. So I think that this is EO's curtain call with NXT. And I think that they're going to flip the title onto Raquel. And with Raquel, you have a lot of built-in storylines. You have someone that you essentially tried to recreate the whole Rhea situation with. They didn't do a great job of it, but they, they've done a decent enough job with it. And my biggest thing is, if she doesn't do it, who will? And also, with the fact that Saray is about to debut on NXT, NXT is getting crowded with those type of characters. So if you flip EO for Sarai and you flip Asuka for EO, you keep your ratio. So I'm going to go with Raquel Gonzalez. All right, so this uh, real is quick, tough. Real yeah. quick before you do it, uh, yes, Oscar has had her melt surgery already. 
Okay, she has. I mm-hmm. still think she's going to get an extended break, though, because she's been grinding. I don't disagree. She's been grinding. She's been <laughs> grinding. And I think she, I really, truly think that because of the fact that, like, again, you don't have Becky, you don't really have Charlotte. You, you just, you know, there's there's no one on Asuka's level right now that really is there for her to work with. So why not just give her a break, build the rest of the women's division or destroy it, whichever you want to, and then just re-debut all your heavy hitters at the same time. This is another one where we all agree. Um, Jay made a good point. Like he said, if it's not Raquel, who is it going to be? Who is it going to be? I mean, you built Raquel to be strong and not for nothing. I, it's, it's hard not to make to make this sound as bad as it's going to sound, but if, if EO beats Raquel, it's not a good thing. No, I, don't, no. I don't care how, how you do it. You know, we could do not it. Not to if, mention if, like, the whole Spanish audience thing. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to can, mention. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you can do this, but it's just, just not a good look. The way you build Raquel is this monster. You want to keep that and you want to put that on there so that way you have other women fighting to, to get that belt. Now, EO, granted, yes, this is her swan song. And what better night? What better show mm-hmm. on, on this one, you know? Mm-hmm. And main eventing it as well, too. Mm-hmm. Like, what else can mm-hmm. you ask for? So I think I agree. I think Raquel wins this one. I will. I wanted, I was thinking, I was contemplating maybe somehow EO wins this and Dakota is the one that cost Raquel the match. And then they split up because it's been hinting here and there. Like, the, like mm-hmm. Dakota that, here that and there. Dakota's awake. Yeah, the Dakota's awake. Yeah, game. but mm-hmm. I'm just like, that would be dumb because so then we're gonna do. Can have Raquel lose lose on NXT Takeover and then like win the belt like on a regular show? Like it, it, it yeah, makes no like sense. The same crap they did with Rio. Yeah, that 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 make no sense at all. So I'm like, it, it has to lose. It has to happen here, and the Dakota uh, Raquel split up has to happen later on. They're mm-hmm. just putting soaking the seeds now, and I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. You know, maybe have it where Dakota tries some to help her or something like, and then it doesn't go as planned. But it doesn't cost her the match. But then Raquel starts like mm-hmm. kind of like, yo, what the hell? You know, you almost cost her the match. You know what? Truthfully, as as crazy as it sounds, and this is one that's that's probably a little far off. Wouldn't it make more sense to wait for Tegan Knox to get cleared before they broke them up, and then have Tegan cause the breakup so that not only do you, you kill you finish two storylines at the same time? If you could guarantee that Tegan Knox is going to stay healthy, then I would say yeah. Yeah, that's and that's the one thing about Tegan. Like it's her her knees. I, I, I love her, her to knees, death, but her knees yeah. just keep exploding yeah. on her. Yeah, yeah. She's talented, but it just for some reason her knees just can't just can't stay. But what you could do in that sense, if she would agree to come back as a manager, you could have her manage Raquel and still do the swerve. Mm-hmm. Well, you can have yeah, you can have her starting to intervene kind of like right. hey, Raquel you 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 won this belt on your own you don't need her mm-hmm. look what happened to tag mm-hmm. team belts you lost it because of her you know get mm-hmm. all this and that and well, you carry you carry you carry the team to to win the dusty cup classic for the first time mm-hmm. ever for women's tag team yeah we're mm-hmm. given the tag team t- titles but then y'all lost it because of her you know you won the mm-hmm. women's title on your own and she almost cost you. That's what I'm saying. If if they have Dakota in here 
where she almost calls Raquel the match, almost calls her the match, it's going to soak more seeds for maybe something like right. that to happen or or whatever else they're going to do. But it will mm-hmm. sow the seeds for later on. And that's yeah. what you got to do with this feud. With, yeah, this, you have with to. this specific one, you have to do that. You have to, because Raquel has to win this hands down. EO can, I mean, yeah. as much as we like EO as champion, she just is, she has to go up. She has Her to. time has expired. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Like, there's nothing right. else for EO to do. No, there is. Like, you run into a situation right now where with EO, because of the fact that Ember and Shotzi are now, you know, indisposed or doing something over there on the side with the women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. They're not in a position to be a challenger for her. So if not Raquel, she has no other challengers. And then you have to wait six to eight months to build the other challenger. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like it, you're 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 going at a point where it's like now we're exp- like we're, we the only other person would be like Dakota Kai, but she's already lost to her. She's already lost time. to her. Yeah. The same the same thing with Candace. And we Candace thought it was going to be Tony. A couple of times. We thought it was yeah, and that's Tony. what I'm saying. We thought it was going to be Tony. Like and Tony, Tony made sense. And then Tony, di- and then Tony disappeared. She probably went back home. So it's no, nah, she's in my basement. Nah. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't yeah. think they have anything for her at this point. No, there but then is no again, more. too, and, and that's the thing too with Raquel. Now you reset the clock mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, like. Putting it on Raquel is like getting a rookie quarterback. You just got to reset the clock because now all the matchups that EO won, they're all new matchups. You can all they're all back on the table. Yeah. Yeah. So now you now you can okay, now we can run it back. Now you have that new chick. Uh the chicken name earlier. Zia something or other. Yeah, Zia Zia something or other. I don't remember what her name is. Oh, Brookside. Zia Brookside. No, Zia Brookside is on UK. The, she can come over here. Chick. She can too, but that's not who I'm talking about. The, the, <laughs> the new chick that's that's been that they've been building as a plucky mm. baby face. Oh, I Zoe Stark. Name is her. There you go. That's her name. Mm-hmm. Her. Now well, here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too. That and you can I think, think look did at. she debut against Raquel? I don't remember, but here's the thing you can look at. You can have it where she clears she clears through some of the wrestlers. And then you're like, oh well, no, she can't win. She she you can't beat her one on one. It has to be like a triple threat. So then you start building mm-hmm. these triple threat matches for her to win. And and then like you know, she pulls them off. And you're mm-hmm. like, what the hell? What the hell? like you know, you 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 stack start stacking the tables against her, mm-hmm. you know, because of the fact that the, the the faces have to find a way to stack tables against them, and then you mm-hmm. create more of, of a cluster there, even with the faces. Like, I want to win this. No, I want to win this. Like, damn, you know. Right. So there's a lot of ways also, you can go with her. But then also in, in building this, you're building up Raquel to eventually move over to now you would have Rhea and Bianca Belair as champion right. on the other brands. And that sets up a, I know we're off by about a year. We've got a couple of months to go, but imagine that matchup at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Holy bar- and now it's a situation where we can't even call like, oh, you know, we don't want the SmackDown of the way. Because now we have a new slate of champions and we have all new talent. So now it's a situation where you can just let this talent go. And now you have the Rhea Raquel rematch. And then now you add the Bianca element to it. 
And then you possibly have like the Bailey and the Charlotte. And now you have, now that makes things a lot more interesting come Survivor Series and come all these income money in the bank and all this other stuff. But it, but in order to make that believable, you have to now build Raquel, like you said, and you have to build her into this monster. And plus you have all of this talent and now you, you have a ready made plucky baby face in Sarai that's coming over from, from Shimmer, I think it is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from one of those, 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 uh, yeah, I think it was Shimmer because Sarah Logan knows her like she's been around the independence for a long time. She's mm-hmm. obviously going to be the plucky, new, exciting baby face that's going that they're going to build to eventually face off against Raquel. But in order to make Raquel look dangerous and to make this Sarai chick look good, like they have to start just knocking people down. And in order to do that, you have to clean the sleeve. Like, you have to wipe the sleeve clean. So, like, again, Raquel has to win this. Yeah. Finally, we all agree on something. This is like the, <laughs> the, second, the second or third one. I was actually going to disagree with you about something. <laughs> oh, okay. Just because of the fact that and it is nothing to do with this match. It has to do with you thinking down the line towards Survivor Series. There's a very, very, very big red-headed elephant in the room that's going to kick that plane in the face. I don't disagree with you. I uh-huh. really don't. But, but again, that, that's a very volatile variable that we don't necessarily know about, nor is the, you know, blonde stick thunder doom god thor person still sitting in the wings complaining mm-hmm. about stuff so there again there's there are two very large combustible elements still kind of changing the variables but mm-hmm. we don't know when either one of them are going to come back right no. fully no. we don't know we don't know so we can't factor that in because we don't know and again, with the fact that Charlotte went down last year, there's always that option. Like there's always the possibility of some woman from the main roster now going down and challenging Raquel and taking the title and killing the momentum or Let's enhancing the momentum. About that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like there's, there. there's, really? there's, there's always that, there's always that possibility now. <laughs> like, like it could be Oscar that does it because technically Oscar never lost. That is true as well, so, too. So, I mean, again, there, there are se- there are a lot of ways to go with it, and then there's also the element in the wind, and it's a rumor I keep hearing. So I'm like, where there's smoke, there's probably a little bit of fire of the Tessa Blanchard thing, and the only uh, night night, night after Mania, we might find that out. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Because like, yeah. we don't we don't know, we don't know. Like she's got a lot of heat already with a lot of women in the locker room. Yep. So introducing her is probably going to be more controversial than the I don't, Ronda Rousey. I don't think it's and that. Ronda Rousey I don't think it's is that much. still in play. I don't think it's that much heat because of the fact she was at the performance center training. I think she has more heat at AEW in their locker room than in WWE. That's why I don't Maybe. think she's been signed yet. But because that, if anything, AEW wanted her. But after what came up, they're like, we have a good thing well, going yeah, in our not, locker they're room. They're not touching her. Yeah, they're not. They're but not. then, too, and again, there's that. There's the whole Chelsea Green thing where, mm-hmm. again, Chelsea Chelsea Green 
has been doing a lot of promo work and a lot of stuff on Twitter trying to reset that that storyline with Mickey James. Where she, where essentially it's the Trish Stratus, Mickey James storyline, but Mickey's Trish and Chelsea is Mickey. Mm-hmm. So going back to so Tessa again, there are that's what I'm saying. There are a lot of elements that could keep that Survivor Series mega match from happening and could a hundred percent cataclysmically shift WWE's women's division on any show or as a company. But just for what the variables that we know now and from what we see now, it go it all leads me to believe that Raquel Gonzalez has to be the next NXT women's champion for the women's division to grow and progress. Yeah. And Io Shirai has to be on the has to be on a different show. I'll, I'll tell you one thing though. After this weekend, you're gonna get um, not just this weekend, I mean like the WrestleMania week and everything like that. Over the next, I want to say, two months, the women's division that everybody's been complaining about recently, and you've had people, even stars themselves, calling them out, just like, you know, Carmella did the other day, um, rightfully so, by the way. Mm -hmm. This thing is about to explode in a good Mm -hmm. way. It's, It's about to explode in a good way because you have a lot of potential getting ready to happen. So we both brought them up. Charlotte and Becky Lynch getting ready to come back. If, you know, depending on when Becky comes back. But Becky then, you know, done her little snapback thing and is already in the gym at the, while she was pregnant. Yeah, she's, so, she's, she's, <laughs> she's killing it. She's killing it right now. Like, bro. You you have the potential for EO going up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. You have Rhea Ripley on the main roster. Bianca Belair is on the main roster. You still have Bailey there, even though she's not doing anything at the moment. Sasha Banks is still in play. You already have, whenever they decide to, and I'm like I said, whenever they decide to, given my air quotes, because I'm going to say this at WrestleMania happens, when Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax lose those titles, you have Baszler waiting. You still have Chelsea Green, who has to come back. You still have Peyton Royce trying to get a push going on. You guys have a lot of faith in in them. I have a lot of faith. And here's the thing. Somebody putting Vince McMahon in the million-dollar dream. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) here's the thing. Here's here's the thing with me. They can't even do the men right. They can't do the men right. So how 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 can we expect them to do the women? women right? You know the situation is with the women? It's this idea that on the exact same wavelength that you have with the men's roster, where you have to have a guy, Vince has this same idea that you have with him with the women. And the problem is, Becky got pregnant. She left. Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey decided she wanted to start a family. She left. Still ain't pregnant. Now, I know. But now all oh, of that's a cold. Sudden, that's cold. Now, all of a sudden, you had this whole, this, this chemical thing that happened with Charlotte not too long ago, where they took her off of WrestleMania because they thought she was pregnant. The whole And then she got WrestleMania. COVID. The whole thing with WrestleMania was supposed to be her versus Lacey Evans. Lacey Evans got pregnant. Vince is starting to get scared. Mm-hmm. Vince, is, this, second, this is why. This is why. This is like. Oh, go ahead, Benny. Finish, finish what you guys saying. I, I'm saying that he's thinking, or this is me going off my own headcanon of the situation. That he is sitting up here and he is projecting his fears of him putting the rocket on one person to be the face of the women's division 
and them leaving. And that's and the thing. because of that, that's holding back everyone. Yeah, and that's the thing with the women's division. Unfortunately, it you you women they say women's prime is they were like women wise men you know residents their 40s and 50s and all that stuff and that's their prime and not for women unfortunately for women if they they want to wrestle that long then they have to sacrifice family they mm-hmm. really do and some women want to have a family i mean look at Rhonda. she wants to have a family i wasn't trying to take a jab at her but i'm just saying she walked away from wrestling because she's going to try and have a family now here's the other thing maybe she got pregnant maybe she's pregnant we don't know about it She's kind of private. For all we know, she's she's probably pregnant right now. You know, um, I thought her she was training. So <laughs> we don't. We, yeah, we don't. I don't, I don't know. That's the last word is that she's she she's been training. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then you have you have Becky who got pregnant, wasn't trying to, but it happened. You know, and you got Charlotte who they messed up and thought she was pregnant, but I won't be surprised if she gets pregnant because. But hey. again, right after that, she got COVID. Right. And then here's and that's the reason why you can't it doesn't matter if it's men or women, you can't base everything on one person because anything can happen. Anything can happen. If it's Look a female wrestler, if it's a female wrestler, yeah. If it's a female wrestler, she could get pregnant if she's married. You can't tell a, a married woman to deny her husband from having sex with her with her husband and then even tell him, like, hey, wear a condom. Hell no, I'm I'm married to you. Why am I gonna wear a condom for? Okay, fine. She wears she takes uh, uh, birth control, but you just never know. Sometimes it just, just still gets doesn't right. work. Sometimes stuff yeah. happens. Yeah, some things right. happen. So it's like you can't build a women's division around one person. That's why what needs to happen is somebody needs to get to Vince and let him know you need to start loosening up your grip on some of this stuff and allow Heyman to do what he did with the SmackDown 6 for the women's division. The problem is, is that everybody that everybody's around him like, no, Vince, you can still do it. Yes. He's surrounded by yes men. Nobody Obviously, has because that's what he surrounds himself with. Well, even trips. <laughs> like, no, he could still do it. He could my, my man, what do you mean? He had he broke up, he broke up the iconics because he wanted to push Peyton Royce. Then she has a signature back, and then goes like, Oh, yeah, I forgot she was there. You broke them up. If you can't remember that, how the hell are you gonna remember to do anything? And he's about to put both of them back into a tag team. Well, no, now he's about to put he, Billy Kay back into a tag team. Yeah, mm-hmm. Peyton Royce is in the, in the tag team already as well as it is. She's not anymore. Not well, not anymore, but she was. And it's like, why the hell did you break yeah. him up as, as as it was? Mm-hmm. Like it, it makes no sense. It's it's he is now at the point where hey, you're a consigliere. That's it. You can't run this, but you can advise me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what has to happen. Like, I know this is baby and all, but like, dude, just enjoy your grandkids, do all this, whatever. And yeah, mm-hmm. that, that 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 video that showed him like working out like a beast. Okay, I get it. You can bench press and do all this weights, but it doesn't mean your mind is still sharp enough to do all this other stuff. Okay, so Ric Flair. Ric Flair still had that, that thing where he had to slow down. Mm-hmm. Same thing yeah. happened to Rip. And wasn't Vince just in the hospital not too long ago? Yeah, but they, uh, they don't want to talk about that. I, I was he in the hospital or was that the thing with his brother? No, he was in the no, hospital. He was in the hospital. His brother passed away. He was in the hospital the before the thing happened with his brother. Oh. Yeah. So it there's a lot that, that can go right. And like I've always excuse me, like I've always said, and I've always preached this, the women's evolution by WWE 
was BS. It was a mm-hmm. money grab, and they and they proved it because of the fact there is no other pay per view for women. There's only been one, mm-hmm. and this is mm-hmm. pre COVID. Pre COVID. On top right? of the fact that they had the opportunity to run a second one when everybody was stuck over in Saudi Arabia, but we ain't gonna mm-hmm. talk about that. Nope. And again, that's not that's not anybody on this panel saying that there's a slight against the women's roster. It's talking about WWE not being committed to a women's revolution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with trust that, me, if there's any other group that wants to push the women, it's it's us. Yeah, mm-hmm. we want to see. They're they're talented. They're all talented. On all, all, all three shows, they're very talented. And mm-hmm. I, I've even said it myself. They could probably have their own show themselves. But mm-hmm. the question is, at that point, is Who's writing it? Where is it going to be at? And is there is 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 there really going to be a full commitment by Vince or whoever to do that? It's possible, but it is possible, especially if you put if you put Stephanie in charge and you put female no, writers. In I can't. The I, I don't want to see her in charge. I don't. I really don't. No. Mm-mm. Okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> And with that, we'll end up we'll end the this preview for night one of NXT Takeover, Stand and Deliver. Uh, come back and check out night two and the previews for that. We'll see you soon. Peace.